You're listening to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast, the number one podcast all about things wedding-y. The Save the Date Wedding Podcast brings all your favorite bloggers, experts, and wedding-y things straight to your ears and your brain. It's my favorite time of the week, Save the Date Podcast Q&A episode. That's, again, I've got to stop making these awful noises. Very excited to have on one of my favorite people, Karen from smashingtheglass.com. Welcome back. Oh, thank you, Alicia. It's so lovely to see you again. Oh, it's a delight to have you on. And I, we, we're in your beautiful central London home. A little, yes. little bit of work's going on next door. So if you hear a drill, it's real life. Hear it now? That's called progress, people. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully the neighbours are listening to it as well, the podcast, and they can see just how much the drilling um, affects my home day to day, but never mind. <laughs> it's fine. We'll move on. We're all in the real world. Um, Karen, it's just great to have you on board. If you haven't heard Karen's previous episode, go back and listen to it, please. Yes. Um, we had a lot of fun last time. We did. And had a great reaction, and uh, it's wonderful to be back. Well, thank you for your time. And I, I wanted to start just by, uh, I got an email from a lovely lady, Jen, this week, and it was titled, her subject line was, We're Damn Adults. Right. And I was like, oh, I'm, I got a bit nervous about opening the email because I wondered what it was going to be. But I'm going to share it with you, Karen, yes. and my lovely people. Yes. Hello, Alicia. I love this podcast. And she wrote love in capitals. Oh, that's, that's really the nice. Holy Grail. I listen constantly at work. And don't worry, I'm the boss and I haven't told on myself yet. <laughs> oh, you're cute. My one thing I could change, I would change, is please stop bleeping out when you swear. Ah. I wear headphones and it's very loud and lightly <laughs> terrifying. I'm also an adult. You're an adult and everyone else listening should be able to hand the occasional shit that pops up. Ooh. Once again, I adore the podcast and I've started working out as well. Judy or Motivations. Seriously, you're changing my life. Thank you. What an email. My God. Thank How you, Jen. How often pop into your inbox? Oh, not often enough. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to start by saying, Jen, thank you. And uh, I'll stop the beeping. But I'll start swearing. I'll continue the swearing. I'll stop the beeping. So if you don't like the swears, watch out. Watch out. It is a Q&A episode and uh, I've got Karen. Tell me, just refresh our listeners in case they don't know who you are. They should, by the way. What do you right. do? So um, I have a blog called Smashing the Glass. Um, it's the only Jewish wedding blog in the UK and the only one worldwide focusing on creative and original Jewish weddings. Um, there's a bit of a formula for Jewish weddings here here in the UK and I started the blog to kind of try and, try and show people how to make their Jewish weddings a bit more individual and personal and I love featuring all kinds of brilliant Jewish weddings and lots of practical tips for Jewish weddings. Um, I have a lot of listeners, listeners, I'm in the podcast, I, have a, <laughs> I love it, she's in the zone, she's got listeners, she does. I have a lot of readers that aren't Jewish that read the blog as well, because there's just so many great ideas on yeah. there, all provided by other people, I just curate it, um, and yeah, that's what I love doing, and that's what I do. And it was a super popular episode, and I'm not just saying that, by the way. <laughs> um, let's get into it, now you've got some questions, and I've got some questions, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's a questionorama. <laughs> Should we start with one of your questions? Yes. Let's do it. All right. Okay. So the first question comes from Ruth. She wrote to me just a great question. What is the coolest thing you've ever seen at a wedding? (gasps) Now. Good, Ruth. That's a nice one. Um, 
I'm not going to talk about the weddings that I've been to, but I'm going to talk about the weddings that I featured on the blog. Yes. Um, and every wedding I feature has got to have something cool about it. Um, and there's so many wonderful ideas. Um, so, for instance, just the, the wedding I put on today. I mean, this is beyond cool. It's kind of a bit staggering. They had John Le- John Legend performing live at their wedding. Oh, who are these people? <laughs> Go to Smash the Glass. <laughs> I'll link to um, it in the show notes, as always. But okay, so they've got some connections. Yeah, yeah. Then, then last week on the on the blog, there was a wonderful wedding, um, an interfaith wedding, Hindu wedding, with Brazilian carnival dancers, which I thought was pretty amazing, pretty cool. Um, but you know, there's. And then there's the kind of less sort of showy, cool factor. But I just think what I love about those two, they, 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 those two examples is they love those people and they love the, and they've gone and just had them at their weddings, regardless of what the, their guests might think. It reflects them, yeah, and that's what they want. And all the things I'm going to sort of mention now are in the same vein. So um, something really simple is one of the couples had sparklers handed out to their guests, which made for really cool photo ops. Yeah. I thought that was a great idea. So we had sparkles at our wedding and it was oh. such a little last minute, you know, we had a, we hired a, a bus to take mm. people back to the city because our venue was sort of in the middle of nowhere, literally in the yes. middle of nowhere. But we had sparkles as everyone left. Oh, it's so And it was lovely. such a fun way yeah. to say goodbye. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, cheap. And they make great photos as well. Yeah. Great photo ops. Um, another great idea, which I loved in, in, in one of my weddings, was um, the couple f- uh, featured their love story on the Isle Runner. Oh, nice. As they came down the aisle. So it just, you know, all sorts of doodles so photos and quotes or... and photos. Oh, and it wow. was like a work of art on the Isle Runner. I thought that was that was great. Um, and again, very easy to do. Yeah. Reflecting the couple. Um, you know, and, and another little detail, which, you know, I thought was really cool, was a couple served their favourite cocktails at the reception. Um, that was some building, by the way. <laughs> it was you going, yes, yes, cocktails. <laughs> <Woo! laughs> um, another wedding was on the beach, and they actually incorporated Beach Olympics into their. Into okay, their... Let's I mean, stop. okay, should what I is... stop now? I mean, there's just there's just so many brilliant ideas. No, I went... But the thing they've all got in common is that it reflects the couples and things they love, and and you know, obviously. We all want things to look beautiful and, you know, those lovely pretty details. But it's about those kind of individual things that reflect you as a couple that your guests just think, wow, this is different. This is fun. The Beach Olympics. Just we've got to backtrack on this. Yeah. What did they do at Beach so, Olympics? Um, they just had all these different games um, and it was basically a great way for the guests to interact and get to know each other. It was a weekend long wedding in, in the sun, obviously. And the, the the couple just wanted to make sure that all the guests could get to know each other um, within a really fun, you know, team way. And so <laughs> before the actual wedding, they had built a beach Olympics. I love it. <laughs> I love that because also that is the thing that, you know, I always talk about worlds collide at weddings. You are inviting yes. all these people that have never met each other or have heard people, you know, on the, on the Facebook and all that sort of stuff. But to bring them together and then go, hey, let's stick around and have fun. Yeah. Don't Great. take yourself too seriously. Yes. Again, if it's not your thing, don't do beach limits. But if it is, why not? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, there's also, you know, I, I want just one last thing that I mm. loved on a wedding I featured a few weeks ago. This uh, couple, Nick and oh, I can't remember the other guy's name. They uh, had this incredible wedding cake. They had a black and white themed wedding. It was a black and white cake with 
all the sort of favourite things iced, iced upon it. The creativity was unbelievable. So there was a chocolate model of their dog. They love Vivian Westwood and Versace. So those logos were all over the cake. <laughs> they had a wedding logo, which was branded all over the cake. I mean, it was just crazy. Yeah. But I thought, that's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> it is. And it's such a great way to show that the cake is somewhere you can have a lot of fun. fun. Exactly. I really wanted, now this is going to sound a bit out of the bag here. I am obsessed with Apocalyptica and zombies. <laughs> is this going to lead to your wedding cake? <laughs> now, I'm gonna, I'll link to this amazing cake I found. Uh, and, you know, Rich, not so much. He will watch all the zombie movies. I love reading about sort of doomsday things. It sounds Debbie Downer. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. If you hear it, you go, mm, she's doing a wedding podcast, loves zombies. But I found this zombie wedding cake, which is the couple on top of the wedding oh, yeah. cake, you know, fighting the zombies. And my mother-in-law, I sent it to the family saying, maybe we could have this cake. And she said, and they didn't have a lot of, you know, things to say about our wedding. We could do whatever we wanted. But she's like, not on your life. Really? <laughs> See, I think a cake is a great way to bring oh. some personality into the wedding. Um, I, love, I love that sort of it's art as well. It's clever. I remember, I remember the other guy, Simon and Nick's wedding. Simon and Nick. Sorry, Simon and Nick. Simon and Nick heard the fabulous cake. <laughs> yes. Check All right. Cake. Well, thank you, Ruth. That's a fabulous question and so many good examples. And you can see them all on uh, Karen's website. Yes. <laughs> Small plug. Here we go. I um, did Bridesmaid Week recently. Yes. I and I, ha- I Thank you. It was really fun. I'm sure we'll do Bridesmaid Week, the sequel. Um, I had a response. Annie B wrote to me on Facebook. She sent me a, a DM. You can do that if you want. She says, um, I've decided not to include one of my good friends in our wedding party as we had a big fight last year. Yeah, I've heard stories like that. She says, the friendship's never been the same since. Saying that, I am seeing a lot of her lately and now feel incredibly guilty about wedding planning, talking about wedding planning around her. So she's still invited to the wedding, she's just not part of the party. She's not in the actual Mm. bridal party. Right. I seem to be getting quite a lot of heavy questions now. (laughs) (laughs) So they just had an argument. It sounds like, so Annie, it sounds like Annie's had a fight with her bestie. It sounds like it might have been quite a serious mm, fight. Mm. And she didn't include her in the bridal party, but now they're seeing a lot about a lot of each other and perhaps she's a bit concerned about talking about the wedding because she feels bad. I feel like there's some guilt happening there. Yeah, I mean, I would just say um, not to talk at all about the wedding if she can help it. and just Do you think to go on the media blackout? Um, yeah, I just think you do have to be sensitive sometimes and you don't have to talk about your wedding all the time. There's so much else going on. And, you know, she obviously still values this friend enough to actually write to you and say, I'm a bit concerned. Yes. It might be a bit awkward. And I would just, I think she just has to be sensitive to the fact that she was part of the bridal party. Now she's not. Maybe just cut out talking about the wedding. Maybe as just much chill as, on the wedding And talk. she may find that her friend actually starts asking her questions and it will just develop more from the friend or just a, a little bit in a more delicate way rather than in your face talking about the wedding after you've. Because yeah, that can be bad just... even when you've got a good friendship, but you just want to just shut up. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. I think I think it is important to realise that there's life outside your wedding planning. Yeah. And, yeah, definitely in this situation, to try to, even on sort of public forums like Facebook, maybe not so regularly as she yeah. would. I, I don't know. If it's bothering her, if it's not bothering her, Go nuts. that's okay. Um, but it obviously is for her to have yeah. to you. Well, Annie, thank you for sending me uh, the message. And just some discretion is all we ask. Yes. Good. Done. Sorted. 
Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, you are listening to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. I have my wonderful guest, Karen Cinnamon, from Smashing the Glass, on today answering your questions. There'll be more just after this. I know I mention this a lot, but are you a subscriber to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast? I ask this because uh, it makes everyone's life easier and it makes my life easier. I don't know if you know this. You probably don't, but this is a labor of love for me. Get out the violins. (laughs) (laughs) I don't make no money at this uh, (laughs) current juncture. And um, it's funny, though, Karen, This a couple of weeks ago, I got a a message, you can see it on my Facebook page, from a listener who said, can you stop self-promoting? as much you've got to be doing something right when you start getting this sort of haters (laughs) (laughs) and I was like okay I'm just gonna stop now because you know doing the podcast I love doing this so much and it is such a pleasure but it's also going if you don't put the message out there no one's gonna know it's there so back off lady you've got to be your own pushy stage mother oh can you come and be that's my not, That's not mother? my quote. I actually got that from um, Kat Williams, who you've listened to. Yes. She gave that advice about blogging. I do like that. Business. It's great, isn't it? So I apologise if you're offended by my self-promoting. It's really... Uh, I don't. I don't apologise. I take that back. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Karen, you've got some more questions. Let's smash it. Yeah. Okay. Literally. So Annie asked, have you come across any interesting wedding dress designers that are affordable? Great, great question. Well, obviously, she didn't mention a price bracket, yeah. but um, one, I think, brand rather than designer that I must mention, I think uh, their price bracket is sort of £2,500 and under, mm-hmm. um, I think starting in the low hundreds, is BHLDN. I love BHLDN. Let's right. say it fast together. BHLDN. BHLDN. So they're, <laughs> they're an American brand yes. um, owned by Anthropology. And um, obviously, I know we've got listeners all over the world, but we're here in the UK. And BHLDN have just um, launched their first trunk show mm-hmm. um, this month and next month in the UK. And you can make appointments. I think if you head over to their uh, page, or I'll give you to, to yes, link, we'll link in the show to it notes, definitely. Um, you can you can go and see the dresses, try them on, and there's some beautiful designs. Really. I think great value and, and great design for that So I just wanted to mention BHLDN. And lots of lovely accessories. They have. I've noticed they've got lots of um, belts and beautiful things that you can add to other dresses yeah. as well. And slightly I love different colourways like blush and ivory. And, yeah. Oh, it, it's wonderful. And I, I, I think that, that's a great tip. I'm um, a super fangirl. So, yeah, I just wanted to mention beautiful. that. Beautiful. Also, J. Crew, they do a range. Lots of the department stores run their own range yes. of... Yes. of dresses and yeah. and I mean gosh even if you're in the UK even Marks and Spence that M&S do wedding dresses yeah yeah exactly it's not for everyone but no. um the high street um a, a great place to start even just to formulate some 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 ideas um if you also look out for the smaller wedding dress designers not the big names across all the glossy magazines yeah but, you know have a little hunt through for the smaller ones um etsy i've seen so many amazing dresses on etsy yeah and also the smaller the smaller boutiques i work with um sometimes with karen from rock the frog bridal boutique and she's got all sorts of different designers and lots of affordable um beautiful dresses there's lots out there just dig a little deeper but so my main thing that's on, on my mind this week is BHLDN. I think yeah. that stuff definitely needs checking out. And also, you know, I bought my wedding dress off the rack from an Australian designer called Wayne Cooper, and he does a lot of formal wear. Um, but it was really nice. You know, it was a, it was a white woolen crepe dress, you'd call oh, it. Beautiful. But it was one of those dresses I walked in and thought, you know, you, 
I, you know, it was definitely a wedding dress in my mind, but a lot of people probably wouldn't have seen that dress as a wedding dress. So I think you've got to think laterally as well a little bit. Well, that reminds me. The other thing is, um, I, I haven't looked recently, but I know that Netta Porte do um, yes. a wedding dress section. And they're not actually wedding dresses. They're white designer dresses. Yeah. And it's really elegant, sophisticated, very fashion forward. And again, just a, a lower than some of perhaps the more expensive dress designers. I mean, how wonderful to buy a Chanel suit or something. Yeah. Get dressed, get yeah. w- get wedded in it. Brilliant. And idea. then wear it again down and go, it's my Chanel, yeah. my darling. It's yeah. my Chanel. Yeah, so just look, look, dig a little deeper. And and if you want a more detailed answer, just email me. <laughs> Do. She's very good with the emails. All right. Here's a, here's a fun one. And it also is about wedding dresses. Karen Hyatt wrote on the Facebook, uh, Save the Date Wedding Podcast Facebook how many wedding dresses are too many? I have three. Is it <laughs> three for the one wedding? It sounds like it. It is. Is it? It's bordering on Real Housewives territory, and she's done a winky smiley face. I really giggled when I read that. <laughs> um, I need to see what. What is it? I want to know yes. the. Pro- I mean, it's such a short message. I would like to know the progress. When is she changing wedding dresses? Is it happening? <laughs> different is colors. It, different is it, yes. Material. Is she um, doing some sort of grand entrance? Yes. It does feel Real Housewives. Changes. Yeah. But I, I like the sound of that. I'm into it. Yes. Uh, we'd like to see the photos of those uh, three. I think Please. if you can afford or the time and the cost or whatever, have as many wedding dresses as you want. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> She's yeah. sassy. All right. Hit me up with another one of yours, lady. Sure. Um, this is a little longer. It was sent to me by email um, from Sharon. My family's Jewish, but my partner comes from a Christian family. I actually converted to paganism when I was 12, oh. although my parents made me have a bat mitzvah even though I didn't want one because they thought it would bring me back into the faith. It was mm. a terrible experience. I oh. really want a non-religious wedding. My mom started by saying that respecting the Jewish culture is really important to her. She wants us to have a ketubah and for my future husband to step on the glass. Oh. We said okay to both these things. By the way, ketubah is a Jewish marriage contract. We said okay to both of these things. Now my mom wants everyone to do the havanagila. Which is the Jewish wedding dancing, the lifting on the chairs. Yes. I am not too keen on this, and my fiancé really doesn't want to. My mum says all 150 of my closest relatives all look forward to this dance, but it's something that doesn't sit right with me. Any suggestions on how to handle this, or other Jewish things we can incorporate that may please her better, that don't invoke my fear of heights? (laughs) (laughs) This is tricky. Yeah, and it's not the sort of question I normally get, because it's kind of reverse. Um... Normally, I, I have uh, readers wanting to know how to incorporate more Jewish into perhaps yes, the non-Jewish. Yes, they want to be Jewish. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> first of all, um, the main thing I want to tell you is to say no. If it really doesn't sit right, anything that doesn't sit right with you. I, I, I do like the idea that you're bending a little bit to, to please your family. I think it's, it's nice behavior, but mm. enough is enough. You've already agreed to a couple of things. Just be really firm and say, say no. Um, so one one idea which I think your mum will love and which I hope you will too is have both your parents walk you down the aisle as a side to maybe just your dad um, in, in Jewish tradition I'm sure you know perhaps that some of the Jewish weddings you've attended is that both sets, both parents walk the groom down the aisle and both parents walk the bride down the aisle not compulsory but it's, Lovely. it's the way things are done in general and I'm sure your Jewish mother has dreamt of that day <laughs> uh, wearing a dress that's the envy of all her friends perhaps so um, that, that that would be nice not to deprive her of that proud yeah. moment if that, if that one's okay with you 
Um, if you want to also, again, I want you to really feel comfortable with any of these ideas, but if you want to, you could also have a chuppah, the canopy under which you get married. And it's a really nice, um, opportunity to, to put your stamp on, uh, of your personality onto the wedding. Um, you could decorate it in, in any way you want to. Um, it's, it's something symbolic and you create something beautiful with your fiance for the chuppah. So that, that, that could be a nice thing to do. Mm. Um. So those would be my suggestions. See, I love that. And they're not hugely super religious in that no, sense, are exactly. they? exactly. I mean, anyone could have both their parents walk down the aisle. Anyone could have a, a get married. In fact, I know lots of non-Jewish weddings that like the chuppah idea and they have the chuppah. And I want to feature them on the blog and, and I'm told by the, the photographer of the couple, no, they're not actually Jewish weddings. Great. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah, feel free to just pick out some some ideas that sit comfortable with you and your mum. And there are some beautiful examples. You've got a whole page of uh, examples of the Hooper, yeah. um, you know, people from all over the world using some amazing, oh. uh, really crazy, creative ways to, to build these canopies. Yeah. I've got one wedding coming up, which I'm really excited to blog, where the Hooper, instead of poles, they've used piles and piles of books. Oh, I love! And it's fantastic! And they've got light bulbs all at the top of the thing, and it's just wonderful what a great idea yeah, and so that again you... goes back to what you were saying at the beginning it reflects the couple's yeah. you know let likes. your imagination run wild perhaps um you know even you could nod to your paganism i don't know <laughs> but <Hey. laughs> anyway you get you get the gist <laughs> that's a great question what was that lady's name sharon sharon thank you very much for writing in now i have enjoyed doing questions with you karen but i think i'd like to turn the tables a little bit and do some questions about you. All right. Okay. All right. She says, what's going on? <laughs> Karen doesn't talk like that. All right. Here it is. I've been trying to ask people. I've been calling it the McCormack one minute. It's not a minute. Oh. It's a lie. Okay. But, you know, here it is. Karen, Cinnamon, your favorite beauty product? My favorite beauty product is probably my Lancome lip gloss Oh, that I love. And it's just been discontinued. Oh, I hate but I, that. And I, it was going for years and years and years. I had it, you know, I've honestly been using it since I was about 18. And it's just one of those, you know. Are they replacing it, it? What are they doing? They just stop, don't they? Long Kong, come on. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to write that, Long Kong, come on. Um, it's lip gloss. I only remember the product, the 321. It's number 32. I can't even remember the. Anyway. Yes. So you're going to have to find a new lip gloss. Yeah. Any suggestions? Very welcome. Well, write to Karen because I hate. I've. I see. I'm a clinic user. I've worn their stuff for a lot of the time. They usually, if they disconnect, they usually disconnect, discontinue. They usually replace. But it does stress you out when you've been using something for that long. And there's no reason to. They just they love discontinuing, and then you have to sort of jump on eBay and Buy make sure they're not counterfeit and, you know, <laughs> and it's just why do they discontinue would i discontinue the blog no exactly <laughs> listen to that when my dad my dad like he gets a bit obsessed with things yes and there was some peaches made by uh it was in canned peaches but they weren't in the can they were in a plastic container that he loved yeah. golden valley was the company if you want to look it up don't don't waste your time <laughs> He loved these peaches and then heard they were being discontinued and went around every Woolworth supermarket Good in Hobart. And you opened the pantry in his house for years and there were stacks. I mean, I reckon he bought 40 of these. Oh, I take my hat off him. <laughs> I, I, if I knew my favourite product was discontinuing, I would do the same, but I never seem to find out till it's discontinued. Yeah, well, it's disappointing. <laughs> and then everyone else, every man and his dog is on 
eBay buying that Longcom yes. lip gloss. <laughs> right. What are you reading at the moment? Do you know what? Since I started blogging, I'm so poor with reading novels. Um, I read my favourite blogs all the time, and I read business books. Great. What's your, what, if, if, you, if you had one business book that you would recommend, what would it be? Um, well, the, one of the best books that's had an impact on me, both in business and personal life, is called The Magic of Thinking Big. Mm-hmm. I think it's by a guy called David Schwartz. Um, he is he's written just about thinking big you know zooming out of those little things that keep you sort of small and petty and and it's just brilliantly written so many fabulous examples it's a general business book um i think it's great yeah i'd give a copy to everyone i know if i could great i love those books because i think it's it's the word of mouth entirely with those sort of books because there's so many business books if you go on amazon and look at the business books i find it really overwhelming i I really my sister-in-law gave this to me and she she actually bought a copy for all her team. Is that good? So yeah, big recommendation. Great, me. and I think also so many of the business books I've read. I think we both think the same way. You know, we, we've got that sort of interest in our lives. But yes. so many of the books that I've read, I can absolutely then take can take the hints and tips and all these sort of progressive ideas and put them into my personal life as well. Yeah, no, this is exactly that. Yeah, think big. And she's got one here. <laughs> Let me have a look at it here. Acquire the secrets of success. Achieve everything you've yeah, always don't wanted. Don't take notice of the NAF cover. I I love this sort of stuff. There yeah. you go. I'll link to it. I mean, I, I will buy. It's going to be added to my Kindle. <laughs> Is there anything that you would change about your wedding looking back on the big day? Um, there's nothing. I'm honestly, there's nothing that I would change per se. I'm glad yep. I got married a little later in life at 37. So my husband and I had the confidence to to sort of do things exactly how we wanted, and we had very understanding family and parents um but um one thing that was missing from well not missing but one i'd always dreamt of a wedding in the sunshine and outdoors yes and uh, i think if you have a destination wedding or a a ceremony an outdoor ceremony in the sunshine um that's kind of half the ingredients you need for a sort of a fabulous wedding Mm -hmm. and we decided to get married in london because of, of my husband's grandma. I laugh now because, you know, I'm an Australian living in London, so I know about the outs, the lack of sunlight sometimes. Well, um, we got married in London because my my we wanted my husband's grandma to attend and be a, the heart, a big part of the day. And she's 97, she couldn't travel. And we, we sort of, well, my wedding's on the blog, if you want to have a look. We kind of made the best of London. It was like an outdoor, indoor sort of venue. Right. But... Um, yeah, I would love to have some kind of second wedding out in Ibiza or something in the sunshine, <laughs> on the beach, um, dancing, late night dancing outdoors. Oh, that sounds fun. Yes, yeah, so it's not something so much that I change, but I, if I had the chance to do another one well, there's <laughs> well, always... with the same guy, of course, um, it would be so hot and I'd fun. I'd say a five-year vow renewal should be done in Ibiza. <laughs> we'll all go party. Okay. <laughs> My last question for you, Karen. This is what I've been asking everyone, and it seems to always get a very interesting uh, Uh, response my last question for you Karen Cinnamon is if you had to marry your partner today (laughs) at the location that you've met for the very first time no matter how naff it is where would that be well we met on a blind date oh I love (laughs) of course you did (laughs) and um my obviously I'm a traditional girl and and so it was my husband that made the choice of the restaurant on on a blind date and it was actually a really nice um sort of Japanese fusion restaurant in Belsize Park called Exo. And we still go there all the time. Nice. And he 
we went there for a one year anniversary. It's kind of still special to us, so I'd have no problem having a wedding there. You could have Maybe a Japanese a Jewish fusion wedding. In the sunshine. In the sunshine. <laughs> Done. Let's book it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'd I, I, I do it there. Well, you win because I've had farmer's markets, I've had offices, I've had... Uh, uh, I think they're all great venues. Why sure. <laughs> I mean, again, it comes back to creativity. You could get yeah. married anywhere as long as you love that person. Yeah. I don't know about the office. That'd be pretty weird, but you know... <laughs> An office wedding has such a thing ever. I well, I've put I've put the feelers out again. If you've had an office That's wedding, crazy. it does remind me, obviously, of the office, the TV show. But I think you could do an office a t- theme, office no. th- ooh, a typewriter cake. If people know what typewriters are anymore, I think there's lots of opportunity. Just not too much grey. <laughs> you could sit everyone in cubicles. Yes. <laughs> I think there's something in this. I think there's very much something. I feel like if there's photographers listening and you want to do a little themed photo shoot, <laughs> we'll organise it. All right, Karen Cinnamon, thank you so much for your time today. It's fabulous to have you on. You'll be oh, on again. I love I love these podcasts. Oh, well, and I, I love you. You're fabulous. Oh, and you, please you visit. Well, you, you do your own promotion. Here you go, because I oh, self-promote too much, apparently. So here we go. Hand well, it over. If you want some... some... <laughs> sort of great wedding inspiration and how to um you know make make your wedding as much about you as, as you feel comfortable with then do pop on to smashing the glass my my wedding blog and i'd love to uh, have you on board as a reader as a email me some questions whatever it'd be lovely to hear from you yes you're very good with the promotion there and also karen's <laughs> on facebook and twitter and instagram you can find them all via the website sure great love to hear from you do it all right well until next episode of the save the date wedding podcast i wish you happy days and i wish you the same (laughs) the save the date wedding podcast is and always will be absolutely free all we ask you to do is subscribe rate and review 